0: Fox and Friends host endorses abortion. FBI agent destroys evidence, gets slap on wrist. And did woman drop dead at pharmacy right after getting her COVID booster shot? It's a special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 315 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Thursday, January 5th, 2023. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious The last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man could become a woman, and I will never forget. About the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refused to even mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States, is a day that shall live in infamy. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. So I do show prep, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of show prep, and I find stuff that you're probably not going to hear about anywhere else. And I came across a video, another cover video that a woman did at a pharmacy, a place called Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Now Saskatoon is a biggest city in Saskatchewan. Last check got 318,000 people in the Metro. So not a small town. And, um, The woman is at the pharmacy, and she's asking the woman behind the counter about getting uh, the vaccine or getting the booster or whatever. And um, well, I'll just I'll just let you hear it.
1: Yeah. Um. Do you guys do COVID shots here? We do. We don't do walk-ins. Oh, appointment. yeah. Okay. Um, if you want, I can give you um, our QR code that you can sign up for. Okay. Um, I have a question yeah. regarding the safety of it. Have you had any issues um, recently with anybody? Um, I yeah, I mean, like, there is a possibility for side effects. Like, what I kind think. of effects? Forearm, um, yeah, fever.
2: Kind of
0: okay. um. What kind of side effects? Sore arm, fever, that kind of thing. I was playing this for my wife earlier, and neither one of us could understand what was being said. But now that I'm playing it on the show, I understand it. What kind of side effects? Oh, sore arm, fever, that kind of thing. Okay, here it comes.
1: I heard that somebody died here two days ago. Oh, no, we're not right coming after on, that.
0: We're not commenting on that.
1: Yeah. Why? Like, uh,
0: she says why.
1: If, if I want to get a shot, shouldn't I know these things we're, first? We're not commenting on that. That's what my manager told us. So.
0: We're not commenting on that. That's what my manager told us. So.
1: But don't. Baby. When you have to get a medicine, isn't don't you have to let people know the That's the a dangers case of
3: it? Privacy issue. I'm not
1: allowed to tell that's
0: a privacy issue. I'm not allowed to talk about it.
1: Okay, I'm going to hold off because I heard somebody died. So,
0: okay, I'm going to hold off because I heard some somebody died. So, and she's looking around at other people standing there, saying this so everybody can hear it. God bless her for that. Now, the tweet was from September 17th, 2022. Sounds like a died suddenly situation. If there's something to it, right? Well, I looked into it, and there's something to it. The tweet says, from September 17, 2022, on Wednesday, a woman dropped dead at this Saskatoon shopper's drug mart after her booster. A friend of mine witnessed it. Two days later, they're refusing to be honest with people about the potential harms. Please share. It could save someone's life. Well, you know, I'm the kind of guy who thinks that saving someone's life, that's a good thing. So here we are. Um, so I did a little digging and I found this from, uh, Uh, The True North News, up in Canada, Saskatoon government claims woman died of natural causes minutes after receiving booster. A Saskatchewan woman has been left devastated after her mother died suddenly in a local shopper's drug mart minutes after allegedly receiving her COVID-19 booster dose on September 14th. According to Stephanie Foster, she had spoken to her mother, Carol Pierce, before she left her house for her vaccine appointment. Foster said she texted me at 12.31 p.m. and said she was waiting her 15 minutes. At 12.38 p.m. she was unconscious. Now, there's a link here. I'm not really sure what. To North News is up in Canada. But there there's a link over to what's called sasktoday.ca, S-A-S-K, which is short for Saskatchewan. So it's a big news outfit in Saskatchewan, which is a big province to our north in Canada. Oh, for that matter. It's not to the north of people in Canada who listen to the Doc Washman show, but it's to the north of most of the people here in the USA who listen. And the article entitled Saskatchewan Woman Dies Allegedly After COVID Booster Daughter in Shock. Written September 22nd, 2022. Uh, the journalist is named Lisa Joy. And here's what it says, Dateline, Saskatoon. Again, the biggest city in the province of Saskatchewan. A Saskatoon woman is in shock after her mother died suddenly in a drugstore, allegedly within minutes of receiving her COVID-19 booster shot on September 14th. Now, this has a link to the obituary at the Saskatoon funeral home. And this is, you know, a real funeral home. And, um, they have a memorial video for Nana, you know, named for grandmother. And, uh, So uh, it's heartbreaking. She was, I guess, 69 years old or 68 years old, and uh, she was a mother and a grandmother, and uh, it's heartbreaking. It says here on Thursday, Stephanie Foster told Sask Today that her mother, Carol Pierce, was visiting her at her home on the morning of September 14th in Saskatoon until it was time for her appointment. And there's another link to an article on Sask Today, same journalist, quoting a member of the legislative uh, assembly there Nadine Wilson saying one vaccine related death is one too many as um, legislator Nate, Nadine Wilson there spoke at a uh, at a vigil for the uh, the dearly departed Carol Pierce so <clears throat> Uh, Stephanie Foster told the uh, journalist, she said, her, myself, and her granddaughter were laughing and having a great time, our last time together. My mom left my house looking amazing. Pierce left her booster shot, and that would be the last time her daughter and granddaughter would see her. Foster said, she texted me at 12.31 p.m., said she was waiting Her 15 minutes at 12.38 p.m., she was unconscious in the drugstore. So, the journalist here at Sask Today tracked down a witness to the alleged event, and she recounted what she heard and saw. We've agreed to let the witness remain anonymous, And we'll call her Heather as she fears losing her job. So Heather told Sask today that she was actually in the store, in the pharmacy, when she heard screaming and crying. She said people started screaming. People were crying. Just about everybody that worked there was crying and freaking and hugging each other and just losing their blank. Heather said they were saying in the store that it was about seven minutes after Pierce got the booster shot that she collapsed on the floor. She said it wasn't long at all before the ambulance was there. Spokesperson from Saskatchewan Health Department told Sask Today on Thursday that Ms. Pierce's death was from natural causes. Well, they would, wouldn't they? Of course they're going to say that. Dale Hunter communications consultant from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Health said in an email, the Saskatchewan Coroner's Service has investigated this instance and determined that the person died from natural causes. Her daughter, Miss Foster, of course, disagrees. Miss Foster says, I do not believe this was caused from natural causes. My mom had No health conditions. I believe had she not gotten that COVID shot, then she would be here with us today. She left for her appointment happy and energetic. Foster added the doctor informed the Pierce family that she dropped dead before she hit the floor in the drugstore. By the way, Foster and Pierce, mother and daughter, have been very pro-vaccine. Getting all the required COVID 19 shots. In fact, Foster posted a photo on social media July of 2021 saying that she stuck it to COVID and she was fully vaccinated herself. But old Hunter over there at the uh, health department told Sask today that as of September 18th, there have been zero deaths due to immunizations reported to Saskatchewan. He said in the event of a reaction to any vaccine, residents are advised to speak with their primary health care provider or call 911 in an emergency. Flowers, teddy bears, and notes of condolences have been placed in front of the drugstore where Carol Pierce died. A vigil for the Pierce family will be held Saturday from noon to 4. Of course, this was back in in the fall. In front of the drugstore in Saskatoon, Mark Friesen, the official Buffalo Party candidate for saskatoon Miwasan by-election, will speak at the vigil approximately one thirty in the afternoon. And they talk about the, um, the GoFundMe page. And they talk about the... Um, well, this Hunter guy, the communications guy, the, the press spokesperson over it, Saskatchewan Health Department, pointed out that an adverse event following immunization can be any untoward medical occurrence that follows immunization. When a patient, resident, or health care worker experiences or observes an adverse event following immunization, Immunizing staff and physicians have a legal obligation to report the event to the medical health officer. See, in the U.S., it's voluntary, but this guy is saying in Canada that it's mandatory. In Saskatchewan, AEFI's adverse event following immunization are then posted publicly at, and it gives a link, and, of course, the link, you click on it, And you get an error message. The page you're trying to access cannot be loaded. Just a regular 404. Yeah. Okay, that's great. I guess that means they have had some adverse events reported. Hey, you know what? I wonder if I can load that into um, the Wayback Machine. And see what it used to look like. Yeah. Why not? Why not try that? Have you ever heard of the Wayback Machine? It's at archive.org. And if you uh, want to know what a, a web page used to look like, they've been collecting them since the 90s. And a lot of times, a lot of times, you can find what it used to look like. So, okay. Okay. Let's see what it used to look like. They've got one snapshot from September 23rd, 2022. And we'll click on that and hope we don't get an error message again as it's trying to load. Um, yep, due to an internal error, this web page cannot be loaded. How about that? Which is weird because the um, the articles from September 22nd and the snapshot that the Wayback Machine took of that linked article is from September 23rd, 2022. Anyway, um, it says here, Saskatchewan Rivers, member of the Legislative assist, uh, Assembly. Nadine Wilson called on the provincial government to open an independent public inquiry into all aspects of how COVID-19 was handled in the province. See, they don't have states in Canada. They have provinces, okay? Wilson said she's astonished at the recent report on the other media websites that there have been no deaths recorded by the government-related to COVID vaccine in Saskatchewan. She says... There are seven vaccine-related deaths reported, according to the Saskatchewan Health Authority's own information, which I published on my website on August 23rd. She says in that report, there are 1,229 adverse reactions documented, many of them life-threatening, such as anaphylaxis, myocarditis, pericarditis, and a host of others. Just as shocking, In many cases, the patients were still scheduled for more boosters even after their reactions. This is not the standard we have allowed for any other vaccine in history. You know, you're right. But again, I take you back to the episode that I did after DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the football field in Cincinnati. And all of a sudden you got doctors coming out of the woodwork saying, Well, it could not have possibly been the vaccine. So forget about that. Uh, here's what it was, you know, here, here's what it was, you know. And then you find out this big doctor with his big uh, YouTube page talking about it works for Mayo Clinic. And you and you go to the Mayo Clinic's website and they're saying, Oh, if you're a nursing or pregnant mother, you really, really ought to get the vaccine. Oh, it'll help your baby. Which is a lie. And they know it's a lie. So, I mean, I'm not surprised. What I am surprised about is there's a member of the legislature here who's speaking up for these people. That's kind of nice. We don't have much of that in the U.S. So this Nadine Wilson person who represents this area in the uh, provincial legislature there in Saskatchewan says, Is there a disconnect between the government and the Saskatchewan Health Authority? Or are they intentionally trying to hide information that the public has a right to know about? It is the duty of government to make sure citizens know what the true risks are. Promoting these shots is safe and effective while people are acquiring and then suffering from life-altering conditions is disingenuous at best and potentially criminal. See, that's what I was thinking. Right there. Potentially criminal. The Ministry of Health report was obtained through a request a request by SASC Alliance under the Freedom of Information and Protection of Privacy Act there in Canada. An analysis of the report... By an experienced Canadian physician with training in virology, public health, and data analysis is also available. And so they got a link to uh, Nadine Wilson's website. Yeah, up there it's not .com; it's .ca for Canada. Yeah, from August twenty third, twenty twenty two, report on COVID vaccine adverse reactions in Saskatchewan. And that was before. This woman apparently dropped dead in the uh, the pharmacy there in Saskatoon. Oh, my goodness. Hundreds of adverse events in Saskatchewan, that, that one province, which is not really all that big when it comes to population. Um, Saskatchewan, the total um, population is estimated just a little over 1.2 million for the whole province. That's not that many people. I mean, I used to do a, a local talk radio show in Little Rock, Arkansas, and there are 3 million people in, in Arkansas, which is the least populated state in the South in the U.S. So 1.2 million in Saskatchewan. That's not that many people, especially if you want to compare it to um, Ontario or, or Quebec, the two big provinces in Canada with a lot of people, millions of people. But anyway, so the fact they have hundreds of uh, adverse reactions in that one sparsely populated province, that's uh, that's messed up. But um, the fact that they have... Uh, a witness there to the woman just dropping dead and saying people were screaming and crying and holding each other. That's uh, it's really troubling. And I expect we'll see more. I mean, There's no reason to think that we wouldn't see more. In the last episode, I played you a clip from a guy named Stu Peters who did the Died Suddenly video, the Died Suddenly documentary. And he said, you know, when 5 billion people in this earth figure out what's been done to them, there won't be any place for the people who did it to hide. Well, you know, I hope that all five billion people figure that out. That's my fondest hope. You know, but for the grace of God, I could have ended up like that woman. I'm thankful that my friend Stephen Finnegan, who used to be my my fill-in talk show host when I did local talk radio in Little Rock, Arkansas was saying early on, this is not a vaccine. It is a gene therapy. It's not a vaccine like vaccines we had when we were kids. I'm telling you, MRNA, it's a gene therapy. He would say, I taught nuclear and biological warfare when I was in the army. I know what this is. This is not a vaccine. Now, That gave me enough trepidation to go, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. And then when I found out that they use aborted fetal tissue anyway, well, that was just a a non starter. You know, as a Christian, there's no way I'm going to allow anything like that to be injected into my body even if it wasn't some kind of experimental gene therapy. But see, um, I would have been fired. I was not allowed to say anything bad about the vaccines. Okay? And it's a shame, too, because the other day I was uh, Googling Cumulus Media and died suddenly. And that's it's really all I'm gonna say about that right now. Um so still to come, well there's a lot going on with the uh the Kevin McCarthy thing, speaker of the house, process There's a lot going on with the FBI Um for that matter, there's uh, the shock of one of the hosts of Fox and Friends, the uh, the morning show on Fox News Channel actually endorsing abortion. I mean, I was just flabbergasted, so we got plenty to talk about. Look, let me just tell you something. If you have tried to buy a car recently. You realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including the freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button on it that says Explore Payment Options. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions that then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent if you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV. Order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live in the continental USA. RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. All right, now, we are so excited to have the one and only Mike Lindell and my pillow as sponsors of the Doc Washburn show. My wife and I just love sleeping on our Giza Dream bed sheets. We love the most comfortable pillows we've ever come in contact with. My pillows. Guaranteed to be the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. I'm wearing my new My Slippers moccasins. I had no idea how good slippers could feel. And Mike's got like Four levels of cushions in these slippers. I mean, I actually wear them everywhere. They're not just around the house. A couple of weeks ago, I had to go to the grocery store one afternoon. It was 15 degrees. And I wore my My Slippers moccasins out with no socks, and my feet did not get cold. Oh, and of course, we love our My Pillow Towel set. They are luxurious. Mike Lindell's passion. It's to support American entrepreneurs and bring manufacturing back to our country. For years, people approached Mike with great products but had no way of marketing them. MyStore.com was created to give those people a voice and a platform to bring you their amazing products made right here in the USA. MyStore.com has all kinds of great deals. On automotive products, bath and beauty, books and video, clothing, decor items, food and drink, garden and patio, health, home improvement, household essentials, kitchen and dining, personal care, sports and outdoors, toys and games, and so much more. Plus, right now, you can save up to 50% on Giza Dream Sheet sets, get them for as little as $29.99, by using the promo code DWS. Save up to ninety dollars on my slippers, slip ons, and moccasins. Marked down to just forty nine ninety eight by using promo code DWS. And right now, get a six piece my pillow towel set for only forty four ninety eight just by using promo code DWS. We are honored to be affiliated with a great American patriot like Mike Lindell. Now some of Mike's items. Are actually marked down up to 80% off if you make sure to use the promo code DWS. Now, remember, that does not stand for the liberal Democrat congresswoman out of South Florida, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. No, 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 no. DWS stands for Doc Washburn Show. That is the promo code you want to use, DWS, to save all kinds of money at mypillow.com and my store. Dot .com All right so in the process of doing my show prep a few hours ago I came across a very troubling article at foxnews.com and it was about a recent decision from the State Supreme Court in South Carolina. South Carolina Supreme Court rules fetal heartbeat law unconstitutional. Court found that banning abortion after six weeks pregnancy is an unreasonable restriction upon a woman's right to privacy. That was a three to two decision in the South Carolina Supreme Court. That was horrible. So I thought, well, you know, we got this article about it at foxnews.com, and I want to tell my listeners about it, and here is an embedded video, right? So maybe I can use all or part of the embedded video to share some audio with you guys and make the case. Well, the problem was, and you may have come across this before too, sometimes you're looking at a news website, and there's an article. And you're like, well, gee, I wonder, they they must have done this on the news, right? Oh, here's an embedded video. Let me click on that. And the embedded video is about something else. It's not about the story. Well, that's what happened this time, too. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was related. It's about abortion. But it was not about the South Carolina Supreme Court decision ruling that the state law Banning abortion after six weeks' pregnancy is unconstitutional. It wasn't about that. Turns out it was about the FDA clearing an abortion pill to be sold at pharmacies. And Ainsley Earhart, who is one of the three hosts of Fox & Friends, their morning show on Fox News Channel, is interviewing Fox News medical contributor, Dr. Nicole Sapphire, and it was really a shocking interview for me because Ainsley Earhart um, is very public about her Christian faith. So I did not expect this at all.
3: The FDA is now allowing pharmacies to offer abortion pills to women across the country. According to the drug maker, the pill would help terminate a pregnancy during the first trimester. Fox News medical contributor Dr. Nicole Sapphire joins us now. Good morning, Dr. Sapphire. Good morning and Happy New Year, Zanzli. Happy New Year to you too and your family those cute little boys. So tell us about this drug and
1: how it works. So, so first of all, most of abortions, over 50% in the United States, are actually done by using medications called medical abortion. Mifepristone, the one that we're talking about this morning, is the most common medication used for early-term abortion. Now, this is very different than Plan B, which a lot of people have heard of. Plan B is a contraceptive pill that you can go to the pharmacy and buy, and if taken within 72 hours of unprotected sex, that can prevent a pregnancy. Mifepristone is different. If taken within 10 weeks of gestation, of fetal gestation, it can terminate the pregnancy resulting in a medical abortion
0: okay so up until this point she's just kind of reporting the news about what it is and what's going on okay
1: now for over 20 years the FDA has required mifepristone not only be t- given directly by the physician but taken in front of a clinician as well to be able to assess for some potentially severe side effects well with, after the overturning of Roe and some pressure from pro abortion groups the FDA has walked back on that last year they said that the medication doesn't need to be taken in person anymore but you still had to get it directly from a doctor after a thorough physical exam and ultrasound and some blood tests now they're saying you don't even need that anymore you can actually just even do a telehealth visit a quick 30 minute visit you tell someone oh i'm pregnant i'm less than 10 weeks and you you can get a prescription online and you can actually go get the medication from a pharmacy or even a male pharmacy if your state doesn't allow it
0: which just goes to show that the biden regime's fda doesn't care i mean you know they have this bloodlust to kill more babies, but they, they don't care about the mothers either because it's a very dangerous drug. And she's already alluded to possible side effects, which is why they always made the mother take it at a clinic in case something went wrong. But wait, there's more.
1: Now, I have some concerns about this, Ainsley. So, first of all, if you take that medication after 10 weeks gestation, it can cause birth defects in the child that may not cause an abortion, and you have a higher risk of a severe outcome.
0: May cause birth defects in the child. I thought you were trying to kill the child, though. They, I mean, they don't want there to be a birth. Let me... Uh, let me back this up. Let's, let's hear that again.
1: It can cause birth defects in the child that may not cause an abortion, and you have a higher risk of a severe outcome.
0: Well, the outcome's going to be severe if you kill the baby. But maybe she's talking about the mother at this point.
1: Now, the risk of taking mifepristone, it's about 5.2% of having an adverse event. 20% can be life-threatening.
0: Hmm. I don't understand that. It's 5.2% of having an adverse event, but 20% can be life-threatening. 20% of what?
1: Now, while that is lower than some of our common medications to-
0: Oh, 20% of the 5.2%, I guess. Let's uh let's back that up. I I don't want to misunderstand or mischaracterize and I don't want you to misunderstand or mischaracterize.
1: Um, now, the risk of taking mifepristone, it's about 5.2% of having an adverse event. 20% can be life-threatening.
0: That's what it's got to mean. You got a 5.2%, roughly, of having an adverse event, and 20% of that could be life-threatening. So maybe that's why they always said you got to take it at a doctor's office. Anyway...
1: Now, while that is lower than some of our common medications, Tylenol, for example, has a very high adverse reaction event. Um, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology say that about 50% of women don't actually know off the bat exactly how far along their pregnancy is. Mm-hmm. So my concern is women may take this medication, be greater than 10 weeks gestation, and put themselves at risk. Wow.
0: Okay, what about the concern that you're trying to kill a baby? I mean, wouldn't that also be a concern? I mean, they overturned Roe versus Wade, and a lot of babies' lives have been saved. I mean, is Christian Ainsley Earhart going to say, hey, how about just don't take it and let the baby be born? Let's see.
3: Put the baby at risk because it might not work after 10 weeks. Is that what you're saying?
0: Put the baby at risk because it might not work after 10 weeks. The baby is going to be at risk anyway, Ainsley. If she's not 10 weeks along, it's going to kill the baby. that That's worse than at risk. I wonder about this lady sometimes. I really wonder about her.
1: Absolutely. So they could have what's called a failed abortion and the baby itself, the, the pregnancy continue on and the baby is at risk of having birth defects. So it could have a complicated pregnancy.
0: Y'all don't care about that if you're trying to figure out how to kill the baby, right?
1: And complicated birth. So are you recommending that
0: women
3: still, instead of the telehealth, go to your physician, go to your OBGYN, let them do a sonogram and see exactly the age of that child?
0: Child. Ainsley just called the baby that they're talking about, so nonchalantly killing, a child. Did, Did you catch that? She's not using euphemisms. See, usually people say uh, pro-choice, fetus, product of confe- conception. No, she's not saying that. She's saying it's a child. Implication being, if you're less than 10 weeks, then you can take the pill and kill the child. She said the word. Let's hear it again.
3: So are you recommending that women still, instead of the telehealth, go to your physician, go to your OBGYN, let them do a sonogram and see exactly the age of that
1: child?
0: Amazing.
1: So if someone is considering medical abortion, I strongly encourage you to be under the direct care of a physician, of someone who's doing an ultrasound to confirm the gestation of that baby, make sure there's nothing wrong.
0: And the OBG, the, the, the doctor, no, I don't think she's an OBGYN. The doctor even calls her a baby. Not a fetus a baby. No, she's not OBGYN. She is a, a radiologist and the director of breast imaging at Memorial Sloan Kettering in Monmouth, New Jersey. I wonder if they do abortions, I bet they do. Anyway, um let's uh let's just play that a little bit
1: back. So if someone is considering medical abortion, I strongly encourage you to be under the direct care of a physician, of someone who's doing an ultrasound to confirm the gestation of that baby, make sure there's nothing wrong. and do.
0: How about not killing the baby? How about recommending that?
1: Doing the appropriate physical examination, I think we need to stop cutting through the red tape and politics need to stop inserting themselves into science that's what we're seeing here. Mm-hmm. They're taking away these safety barriers and people are going to be harmed because of it.
0: But see, you're talking about taking away the safety barrier for the most helpless among us, the baby, you know? Whether you take the pill at the doctor's office or away from the doctor's office. We're talking about a baby here, and they both are, using words like baby and child.
3: Yeah, it's a tough topic, and um, gosh, it would be really difficult, right, and emotional if you had to take that pill and you know what's going to happen next.
0: If you have to take the pill, Ainsley, why would a woman have to take the pill? I don't understand. I do not understand. I mean, this is Ainsley Earhart, who does a, a Bible study deal on uh, on Fox Nation, right? Mm-mm. What part of being a Christian is believing that you have to take a pill to kill the baby that God has given you. Watch Ainsley's Bible study online. Stream Fox Nation. I mean, how about Jeremiah? I knew you before I formed you in the womb. Here's the rest.
3: Thank you so much for sharing this information with us so we can keep women safe.
0: But not the babies. So we keep women safe. Angely, is is the money that good? Is the money that good? I mean, I just let him fire me before saying stuff like that. But then again, you know, I was shocked back in June when all three of them—Brian Kilmeade, and Steve Ducey, and Ainsley Earhart—celebrated Gay Pride Month. Oh, we're so proud of our gay friends, family, co-workers. I'm like, yeah, I don't know whether Kilmeade or Ducey claim to be Christians, but I know Ainsley does. Is the money that good? You can give me all the money in the world. I'm not going to say something that God says is a sin is actually a positive, is actually a good thing. Not going to do it. Got the wrong guy. And I'm sure that in this country, people who hold to a biblical worldview of sex, people who say, well, the Bible says it's a sin, so I believe it's a sin, oh, we're going to be persecuted in this country. I guarantee you. Guarantee you and i mean if you don't see it coming i i don't know what to tell you i don't know what to tell you but people just rolling over saying hey i'm a christian and come watch my bible study on fox nation and oh by the way we're so proud of gay pride and uh and We want to make sure that the women are safe when they take the pill to kill their babies. What? What is that? It's remarkable is what it is. I'm sorry, but whenever I hear, like, a politician who's pro-abortion talk about being so concerned about women's health or being so concerned about we don't want people catching COVID or whatever it is, I don't believe them. I don't believe them for a minute. Why would I? Why should I? So, I mean, speaking of Fox and Friends, did you hear what uh, Brian Kilmeade call the people voting against um, Kevin McCarthy for speaker. Yeah, this is... Uh... Oh, and Ainsley jumped in, too.
3: They can discuss ways to get around this and try to come together today at, at
1: noon. Right, but here's the thing. If you pick, Jim, just so insincere the insurrectionists are, or I mean, we might, probably shouldn't use that word, the people that don't want to vote for Kevin McCarthy. They would disagree.
0: So Kilmeade says that people who don't want to vote for McCarthy are insurrectionists. And he says, well, I probably shouldn't use that word. And Angeli says, well, saboteurs. And he's like, "Yes, saboteurs. So what we're seeing happen in the House of Representatives is um, people debating stuff. And that's good. It should happen more often. But see, the powers that be don't like that. And so you're like, well, now why is Fox News coming down on that side? Well, you might want to someday look at the ownership structure and who owns how much of Fox News. You just might want to do that sometime. And then that... Could answer a lot of questions for you. Always, 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 always follow the money. All right. Um, FBI agent breaks the law, federal law gets a slap on the wrist while the guy who, uh, unfortunately, is targeted by the FBI agent breaking the law, is still in prison after a few years. I, I get the whole story for you. Uh, coming right up. Unbelievable. Look, I've been talking about how the world is going crazy with supply chain issues, record-setting inflation, sky-high gas prices, and woke corporations that stand against everything we believe in. We all know how the big-box stores were allowed to stay open all during the pandemic, while so many little guys, small business owners, regular people were forced to close. The wealthiest people on earth became better off, while mom-and-pop businesses suffered. The question is, what are we willing to do about it? What can we do about it, for that matter? How can we make our voices be heard? Well, we can make a difference by voting with our dollars. Why continue shopping at big-box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company. Now, finally, we can shop factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. SwitchToAmerica.com is helping Americans walk away from the big-box conglomerates. That's why Switch to America was created, with regular folks like you and me in mind. One of the best ways to get around this crazy inflation is to shop with family-owned companies that put their customers first rather than shareholders and corporate executives. A lot of patriot influencers have come on board. I'm inviting you to join with fellow patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big, woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. We are done with a woke, globalist operation against humanity. Each of us can take market share away from these businesses that have enjoyed unfair advantages. We can choose to help each other by shopping family-owned, made in America. The website is switchtoamerica dot com. Join with over two million monthly shoppers that have already made the switch. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. SwitchToAmerica.com is dedicated to offering family owned alternatives for items we buy on a regular basis. Just go to switchtoamerica.com dot com when it asks how you heard about us. Click on my name, Doc Washburn, plug in your info, and I'll have one of my guys contact you. Switch to America.com. All right, now I am delighted to tell you about the best-kept secret in American health care. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, psoriasis, migraines, well, the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you even if you're not in Arkansas. First of all, let me explain to you the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. I had severe hay fever for five or six weeks every spring all my life. I had bad migraines too. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away, the migraines went away, and they have never come back. Again, if you're suffering from sinus conditions, allergies, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, psoriasis, migraines, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center. Yeah, yeah, it might even be able to help you with fibromyalgia for that matter. Call my friends, Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009 for a free consultation. They've helped me, they've helped my wife, they've helped so many people that we know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number again for your free consultation Is 501-279-2009. Now, if you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, click on the tab that says find a doctor near you. And I sure hope you can. All right, let me tell you how to save money on your monthly cell phone bill. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget along with great discounts for our veterans and first responder heroes as well as multi-line users. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you are shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. When you become a Patriot Mobile member, your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Switching is easy. All you have to do is just go to patriotmobile.com or call their U.S.-based customer service team 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC. That's D-O-C for free activation. By the way, Patriot Mobile also now offers competitive business plans to sue companies of any size. So if you're a conservative-owned business, tired of seeing your hard-earned dollars, go to Corporate Woke Agendas. Switch to Patriot Mobile Business today. All you have to do is go to business.patriotmobile.com to learn more or just call their 100% U.S.-based member services team at 469-FREEDOM. Be sure to use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. That's business.patreonmobile.com, or just call 469-FREEDOM. All right, now, before I get to this insanity about the FBI agent flagrantly Breaking federal law and getting his wrist slapped. Can I? Can I give you a little bit of good news, please? Just a little bit of good news. Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott talking about Demar Hamlin. Finally, and and just as important as anything, is glory to God for um, for His keeping DeMar and his family in the palm of his hand over the last couple of days and his healing powers. Uh, With that, I'll turn it over to you. You know what? I'm going to tell you something up in here. It's always, always the right thing to do to give glory to God. Now, Benjamin Watson, long-time, NFL football player. I'm sure he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He was on CNN, of all places, with Anderson Cooper. Check this out
2: very sober, and it's a scary part of the game, and I think what you saw was just the reaction of players when their brother went down, somebody who they've eaten meals with, and they've bled with, and they've gone through training camp with, and somebody that you truly get to know and get to love, and so that's why you see both sides. Like, it didn't matter that one team was from Cincinnati, one team was from Buffalo. When something happens within the brotherhood, there's a hurt there, but, you know, part of the reason, as you mentioned before, that we pray before we go out is, number one, for unity, uh, but also, we understand that we aren't in control of everything.
0: So to me, it's such a, a, a reminder not only of the you know the violence of of that is at you know the heart of the game of football, but it's the frailty of human life that that somebody in their prime, an incredible athlete at the top of their game, life can change in the blink of an eye, and you know, and it can for all of us.
2: You're exactly right. Uh, These times bring us face to face with our own mortality and we all have a a day to be born and we all have a day to die. And so often in the in between those two points, we feel invincible, whether you're a professional athlete, (laughs) whether you're at the top of uh, your profession, uh, whether you're feeling healthy, you understand that sometimes there's a reminder that, hey, all of us have an appointment with death. But I think after that, it also makes us realize where are we? Where do our hearts stand? If that were to be us laying on the field or if that were to be us laying in hospital, what would our next steps be And so on the flip side, with such a tragic event, there is tremendous opportunity. Uh, Part of my prayers right now, Anderson, is for the players in both of those locker rooms, for the chaplains, who I know very well, who are right now uh, counseling and comforting players who saw a brother in a near-death experience and who is still fighting for his life. Because the questions about what happens after this life, where will you spend eternity as you mentioned, Anderson, are coming up for all of us, not just for the football players, but thank God that he provides an answer through his son, Jesus Christ.
0: I'm going to tell you something. God will be glorified. He works all things together for the good, to them that love him and are called according to his purposes. God will be Glorified. And uh you you might be you might be familiar with that verse. I'm sure a lot of people listening to the sound of my voice right now are but then right after it he says for those whom he foreknew. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son in order that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom He predestined, He also called. And those whom He called, He also justified. And those whom He justified, He also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son but gave Him up for us all How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, as it is written, for your sake. We're being killed all the day long. We're regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god in christ jesus our lord so that would even include vaccine related injuries you know what i'm saying Nothing nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Alright. Now I I hope you hang around for a few minutes because I'm gonna have a real special uh tweet of the day here in, in a few, but I gotta I gotta tell you about this um FBI story first. That is Very troubling. Very troubling. So, here's the deal. Let me get to the right tab. The Gateway Pundit has a story called FBI Agent to Get Probation on Thursday for Destroying Evidence in Arkansas Political Trial. Now, I do a national podcast, and even though I still live in the area where I used to do talk radio, over 70% of the people who listen to the podcast are not in Arkansas. So I don't do local Arkansas news, but this is a national story. know what I'm saying? So let me tell you what the big newspaper in Arkansas says. This is the uh, Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, which is co-owned with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, which is the big paper in in Little Rock. Article entitled, Former FBI Agent Who Destroyed Evidence in Springdale Lawmakers Kickback Case Avoids Jail. And it's got a picture of the former FBI agent, Robert Cesario, former FBI agent who pleaded guilty to destroying evidence in a public corruption case in 2022, walking to his car. Thursday, January 5th, 2023, following his sentencing hearing at the Judge Isaac C. Parker Federal Building and Courthouse in downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas. You know, I'm reminded... Who was that terrorist back in the late 60s, early 70s that helped um, Barack Obama start his uh, political campaign? Married to Bernadine Dorn. At least I remember her name. I'll look her up. Bill Ayers. I knew it was Bill something. Bill Ayers. Bill Ayers. I remember one time he said, uh, guilty as sin, but free as a bird. Hey, Bells, guilty as sin, but free as a bird? It doesn't just apply to guys from the weather underground from the late 60s and early 70s. It applies to some FBI folk, too. I'll tell you what this newspaper here says. A federal judge Thursday sent its former FBI special agent, Robert Cesario of Bentonville to three years of supervised probation for destroying evidence in a public corruption case that sent three men to federal prison. You know, I gotta ask you, where is John Durham when we need him? See, cause, um, you know, Special Counsel John Durham. See, because back in the day, John Durham made his bones as a really stand-up, straight-laced, no-nonsense prosecutor for going after FBI agents in Boston for putting four innocent men in prison for murder charges and hiding the crimes of one of their snitches, a guy named Whitey Bulger, who actually was a murderer. You know what I'm saying? So, we could use a John Durham along about now. Because this stinks of corruption to me. anyway, I digress. You know, I, I that's what I do sometimes. So according to U.S. District Judge P. K. Holmes, his former FBI agent Robert Cesario must spend the first six months of probation on home detention, although no monitoring Will be required. Well, that doesn't sound like supervised probation. That sounds like unsupervised probation. Maybe there's a typo in this thing. Judge Holmes also ordered Cesario to pay a twenty five thousand dollar fine. You know, I'll bet he's going to be reimbursed. Are you picking up one and putting down? Yeah, I, I bet. I bet this old boy's going to be reimbursed. We talked about sheep dipping the other day. That's a term when somebody in the military or somebody in an intel agency officially has resigned or retired from the military or the FBI or the CIA or whatever, but he's actually still on the payroll. What do you want to bet? this guy gets reimbursed for that $25,000 fine. Any of y'all know Ted Cruz? I know we got a lot of listeners in Texas. Maybe next time he has somebody from the FBI under, uh, under oath, he can ask about Robert Cesario and his $25,000 fine and ask if, uh, if the feds are picking up the tab on that. Ask if uh, if former FBI special agent Robert Cesario is uh, sheep dipping. Know what I'm saying, Holmes? Cesario, but I digress. Cesario's pre-sentencing report says federal guidelines would require at least five months in prison. Oh, really? The crime Cesario admitted to. Corrupt destruction of an object in an official proceeding carries a minimum recommended sentence of 10 months in prison. Oh, okay. So that's what he should have got, right? So what, is the judge on the take, too? According to federal guidelines, a sentence can be mitigated by cooperation. Oh, okay. So I know what I did was wrong, and now I'm going to tell you I know what I did was wrong. Is that cooperation? The federal sentencing report notes that Cesario acknowledged his crime, accepted a plea, and has no prior criminal history. Well, that you know of. No, 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 that you know of. I'm I'm saying that for a reason. Let me look at this guy's picture again. See, because um, about a year ago when the assistant director of the FBI for counterterrorism was being interrogated by the Senate Judiciary Committee over a Zoom call, and Ted Cruz asked her if Ray Epps was a Fed, she said, I can't answer that question. And when he asked, did... uh, any federal assets commit crimes of violence? January 6th of the Capitol. She said, can't I answer that question. You, you pick it up what want to put down? So um, I think old Ted ought to ask next time somebody from the FBI, whether it's Assistant Director Jill Sanborn for uh, counterterrorism, or, you know, even Chris Ray himself. Yeah, this is a serial guy. Y'all take care of him, right? Now, you're not, not leave him hang out to dry, right? He, he didn't actually go to prison, right? No ankle monitor or anything. I mean, 25 thou, what's that between friends? I mean, especially, especially, stick with me now. Since 18... 18- Republican U.S. Senators just voted with all 50 Democrat U.S. Senators for that omnibus bill to send the FBI a half billion with a B more dollars. So, if you don't think they got a discretionary fund, (laughs) if you don't think they got a a rainy day fund in the Federal Bureau of Investigation that the folk on the seventh floor in D.C. know about, well, they're getting ready to build a a new headquarters for the FBI, hundreds of millions. So just remember that your senator probably voted for that monstrosity. Because I know both of the senators from Arkansas did, Tom Cotton and John Boson. I know one of the senators from Texas, no, not Cruz, but John Cornyn, not a whole lot of people outside Texas know about John Cornyn, but people in Texas do. Retiring Roy Blunt, Missouri, he voted for it. 18, 18. Anyway, but I digress. Cesario said in court Thursday, I'd like to say that five years ago, I had an extreme lack of judgment. I apologize to my family, friends, and colleagues. So it was worse than that, bro. See, what he did was he wiped the hard drive to his FBI laptop computer used to collect evidence in the public corruption case against former State Senator John Woods, Republican Springdale, and co-defendants in a kickback scheme involving state grants. The initial investigation into corruption with State General Improvement Fund grants expanded into a Medicaid fraud and bribery investigation. Six former state legislators pleaded guilty or were convicted on corruption-related charges in the investigation. Twelve employees or former employees of Springfield, Missouri-based nonprofit Preferred ha- Family Healthcare were convicted or pleaded guilty on corruption-related charges. The graft involved at least $20 million taken from taxpayers or Preferred Family. The case of State Senator John Woods was the first one to go to trial. Files due to the defendants in the John Woods case that FBI Special Agent Cesario was responsible for delivering were found missing. Cesario had the FBI laptop's hard drive wiped by a computer shop in Bentonville, and then he erased the drive again himself before complying with the order by the U.S. Attorney's Office to turn the laptop in for examination. Now, in his December 15th sentencing recommendation to Judge P.K. Holmes, the Justice Department said, and I quote, However, The government has no evidence suggesting that, A, the defendant had any reason for wiping the computer other than his expressed one, which was to remove sensitive personal and family information on the computer, or, B, the defendant had any motive to impede the public corruption prosecution grander than making one piece of evidence, the computer, unavailable for use in the prosecution. So the fix is in. The DOJ is saying, we want to throw the book at little old ladies who walked around in the Capitol for a few minutes, or even throw the book at people who didn't even walk into the Capitol on January 6, 2021. We want want to go to prison for years. But this guy right here, an FBI special agent who knew exactly what he was doing, When he flouted a federal subpoena and destroyed an FBI government property laptop with possible exculpatory evidence on a state senator who is still in federal prison almost five years later. Nah, nah. He can, he can slide. We're gonna let him slide. No, we're gonna let him slide. Different strokes for different folks, right? That's the message. That's the message we are supposed to get up in here. Different strokes for different folks. He knew good and well what he was doing. Attack a bad judgment, my elbow. You know, you know who it reminds me of? It reminds me of FBI attorney named Kevin Kleinsmith. Anybody remember him? See a show of hands out there. Kevin Kleinsmith. See, that was a guy when the FBI wanted to spy on Trump by going with some underlings in his campaign in 2016, and they went to the FISA court uh, and wanted to get uh, a warrant to spy on Kevin Kleinsmith. And so the question came back, well, now, okay, so you say he was over in Russia for a while. Yeah, 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 over in Russia. Yeah, yeah, we're spying him. Okay, was he maybe over in Russia helping us out, like maybe doing something for the CIA? Oh, we'll check with him. CIA said, yeah, as a matter of fact, he was one of our assets over there. So Kevin Kleinsmith changed the wording and said, Nope. CIA says, nope, he wasn't working for us. And Kevin Kleinsmith, just like Bill Ayers, guilty as sin, but free as the bird. Yeah, didn't see a day in jail. Thank you, William bar Kevin Kleinsmith Um, let me see if I can oddly enough he doesn't have his own page in Wikipedia Carter Page does let me see what let me see what they say about old boy Klein Smith over here. I'm trying to remember. It was just the lightest slap on the wrist. Uh, let me see. In June 2017, FBI received written confirmation from the CIA that Carter Page was an operational contact, a source who reported information from routine activities in foreign countries of the CIA from 2008 to 2013. However, now. FBI attorney Kevin Kleinsmith doctored the email from the CIA liaison by inserting the words "and not a source" before forwarding it to another FBI agent, who provided the written material to for the fourth FISA application, which was submitted later in the month. According to the report from Harwitz, the uh, Inspector General, if the FISA court judges had been informed of Page's CIA. Relationship, his conduct might have seemed less suspicious. Although important, eh, eh, eh. so August 14, twenty twenty, like three years later, Klein Smith pleaded guilty to a felony for making a false statement by altering the email. January twenty 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 one. Good grief! Five months later, Klein Smith was sentenced to twelve months federal probation. Oh well. Biden's in office by this time, so they got what they wanted. And 400 hours of community service after pleading guilty in August to making a false statement. Not a day in jail. Because the fix is in. Right? The fix is in. Different strokes for different folks. That's what's up. So, meanwhile, back at the ranch... But I digress. Let me get back to the story about this Cesario guy, Robert Cesario, who no doubt is going to be on EZ Street, because I haven't given you the whole thing yet. Okay? Cesario's claim of removing personal information was declared to be unbelievable in previous court hearings by a different judge, the judge presiding in the John Woods case. All right? So it looks like this P.K. Holmes guy is, uh, how shall I say? P.K. Holmes got with the program. The earlier judge in the John Woods case did not. So, the newspaper here says, Also, the evidence made unavailable for use in the prosecution by Cesario, as cited in the pre-sentencing reports, was not sought by the prosecution. Defense attorneys discovered files that had been sent to the laptop were missing and demanded the evidence be sought on the laptop Cesario was using. U.S. District Judge Timothy Brooks, who presided, In the case of Senator John Woods, took Cesario into a hearing in Brooks' chambers after the destruction of evidence came to light. After the closed hearing in which Cesario gave his reasons for wiping the laptop's memory, Judge Brooks asked the prosecution in a public hearing in his courtroom in Fayetteville, Arkansas, if Cesario's reason was credible. Assistant U.S Attorney Aaron Jennon told Judge Brooks, in the February 15, 2018 court hearing about Cesario's reasons reason for the wipes, he said, "No, your Honor, that sounds that reason sounds like burning down a house because you don't like the drapes. No, so, no, no. So Cesario's reason was not credible. All he had to, if he had personal stuff on the computer, all he had was to do was delete that stuff off of there. No, this is not credible, Your Honor. Then-State Representative Micah Neal, Republican of Springdale, carried an audio recorder disguised as a pen during most of 2016. He told federal investigators he was willing to wear such a hidden recording device. Investigators declined, but Neal went ahead and recorded any conversation he thought might interest investigators anyway. He said he hoped he could be... More value to the government and reduce his sentence. Okay. FBI agent Cesario uses FBI laptop to make copies of the audio files from Neil after they're placed in a Dropbox file sharing folder. He testified in a February court hearing. He copied every file that was there and copied them to computer disk in November 2016. Copies of those recordings were turned over to the defense April 2017. According to court testimony, not all the files were in the Dropbox folder. The day Cesario downloaded the files and then made his copies, only 39 of at least 119 audio files made it to the defense. Recorded conversations specifically mentioned in text from Neil's attorney to Cesario in 2016 were not there. Okay, so, this stinks, y'all. Assistant U.S. Attorney Aaron Jenin ordered FBI agent, special agent, by the way, Robert Cesario, to turn over the laptop for examination in an email December 4th, 2017. Before turning the laptop over on or about December 6, 2017, Cesario had the hard drive professionally erased at a computer shop in Bentonville. Then he erased it again himself before turning it in December seventh. These facts came fully into public light in a pretrial hearing in Senator John Wood's case on January 25, 2018. You know, that, uh, that right there, that, that stinks to high heaven. This guy should go to jail for a long time, and John Woods should be out. According to testimony, in that 2018 hearing, the Bureau's computer examiner in Little Rock found the hard drive was blank. So he called Cesario, who asked the examiner to report that there was nothing on the drive. Ooh! Ooh! That's knowledge of wrongdoing right there. The examiner refused and reported the erasure to his superiors. I mean, sounds like he's trying to suborn perjury right there. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't that? Any of my attorney friends want to chime in? Because you, you're not allowed to lie to the FBI, right? Know what I'm saying? That's what it sounds like, y'all. Judge Holmes. Noted that Judge Brooks was able to prevent any disruption of the case by Cesario's actions, noting that Senator John Wood's conviction was upheld on appeal. Yeah, but maybe it shouldn't have been. Because it sounded like an FBI agent potentially destroyed exculpatory evidence. So you trying to you trying to um you trying to judge Based on trying to prove a negative, because I don't think he'd do that. Sounds like this outcome's predetermined. A federal Freedom of Information Act request filed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette asked for particulars about Cesario's case, such as how long he remained an FBI employee after his crime came to light, whether he was eligible for a pension. And why the case took four years and seven months between the time the laptop erasure came to light and charges were filed. The U.S. Department of Justice denied the request on the grounds of protecting Cesario's privacy. The denial is being appealed. Now, I got to tell you something. And, uh, And stick with me here. We, uh... We criticize the mainstream media an awful lot, you know we do, and <laughs> they deserve it an awful lot. But every once in a while, you got a local newspaper somewhere in these fifty states that says, "Doggone it, we gonna do some uh, journalism here." Y'all may not be used to it, but we're gonna do some journalism here, and we gonna report on some real funky things going on in and out of courtrooms. They still do that. In the year 2023, they still do that. And so, God bless Doug Thompson of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette for still doing that. We appreciate y'all. We really do. Because um, that's work. You know, that's work. Now, having said all that, there's no doubt in my mind that it's time to say, hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Don Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. And it's brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom, to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online. Have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental USA. So a lot of people are tweeting out an article by the great Victor Davis Hanson. And if you ever watched Fox News, you probably saw him go on um, Tucker Carlson's show. And this is kind of unusual because this article, it's, it's available on a bunch of different places. I got it off Daily Caller, but it's on, it's on other places too. When I share it with you, uh, maybe you'll understand why it's being so freely distributed. Victor Davis Hansen, the coup we never knew. Coup spelled C O U P. And um, I hope you're ready for this. He says Did someone or something seize control of the United States? What happened to the U.S. border? Where did it go? Who erased it? Why and how did 5 million people enter our country illegally? Did Congress secretly repeal our immigration laws? Did Joe Biden issue an executive order allowing foreign nationals to walk across the border and reside in the United States as they pleased? Since when did money not have to be paid back? Who insisted that the more dollars the federal government printed, the more prosperity would follow? When did America embrace zero interest? Why do we believe $30 trillion in debt is no big deal? When did clean-burning, cheap, and abundant natural gas become the equivalent of of dirty coal how did prized natural gas that had granted america's wishes of energy self-sufficiency reduced pollution and inexpensive electricity become almost overnight a pariah fuel whose extraction was a war against nature which lawmakers which laws which votes of the people declared natural gas development and pipelines near criminal. Was it not against federal law to swarm the homes of Supreme Court justices to picket and to intimidate their households in efforts to effect their rulings? How then with impunity did bullies surround the homes of justices? Brad Kavanaugh, Samuel Alito, Amy Coney Barrett, Neil Gorsuch, John Roberts and Clarence Thomas, furious over a court decision on abortion. How could these mobs so easily throng our justices' homes with placards declaring off with their blanks? Since when did Americans create a government ministry of truth? And on whose orders did the FBI contract private news organizations to censor stories it did not like and writers whom it feared? How did we wake up one morning to new customs of impeaching a president over a phone call of the Speaker of the House tearing up the State of the Union address? on national television, of barring congressional members from serving on their assigned congressional committees, for that matter. When do we assume the FBI had the right to subvert the campaign of a candidate it disliked? Was it legal suddenly for one presidential candidate to hire a foreign ex-spy to subvert the campaign of her rival? Was some state or federal law passed that allowed males to compete in female sports? Did Congress enact such a law? Did the Supreme Court guarantee that male students should shower in gym locker rooms with women? Were women ever asked to redefine the very sports they had championed? When did the government pass a law depriving Americans of their freedom during a pandemic? In America, can health officials simply cancel rental contracts or declare loan payments in suspension? How could it become illegal? for mom-and-pop stores to sell flowers or shoes during a quarantine, but not so for Walmart or Target. Uh, Since when did the people decide that 70% of voters would not cast their ballots on Election Day? Was this revolutionary change the subject of a national debate, a heated congressional session, or the votes of dozens of state legislatures? Uh, What happened to election night returns? Did the fact that Americans created more electronic ballots and computerized tallies make it take so much longer to tabulate the votes? When did the nation abruptly decide that theft is not a crime? That assault is not a felony? How can thieves walk out with bags of stolen goods without the wrath of angry shoppers, much less fear of the law? Was there ever a national debate about the terrified flight as we evacuated from Afghanistan? By the way, who planned that and why? What happened to the once-trusted FBI? Why, almost overnight, did its directors decide to mislead Congress to deceive judges with concocted tales from fake dossiers and with doctored writs? Did Congress pass a law that our federal leaders in the FBI or CIA could lie with impunity under oath? Who redefined our military and with whose consent? Who proclaimed that our chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff could call his Chinese communist counterpart to warn him that America's president was supposedly unstable? Was it always true? that retired generals routinely libeled their commander-in-chief as a near-Nazi, a Mussolini, an adherent of the tools of Auschwitz? Were Americans ever asked whether their universities could discriminate against their sons and daughters based on their race? How did it become physically dangerous to speak the truth on a campus? Whose idea was it to reboot racial segregation and bias as theme houses? Safe spaces and diversity. How did that happen in America? How did a virus cancel the Constitution? Did the lockdowns rob us of our sanity? Or was it the woke hysteria that ignited our collective madness? We're beginning to wake up from a nightmare to a country we no longer recognize and from a coup we never knew. Now, that is the great Victor Davis Hansen, distinguished fellow of the Center for American Greatness. He's a classicist and historian at the Hoover Institution, Stanford University. He's also the author of a book I bought for my wife called The Second World Wars, How the First Global Conflict Was Fought and Won. The coup we never knew. I got it off dailycaller.com, but it's all over the Internet today. And you might want to grab it. Some of y'all on Facebook, maybe, maybe share it with some of your Facebook friends. You know what I'm saying? Because it, uh, it's cogent, because it's poignant, because it's breathtaking. Because it's the truth and people need to hear it before we're no longer allowed to say the truth. You know, I got to, I was just remembering something. Where is this? Yeah, I just got, I just remember something. Because none of us know how much time we have, right? Like the grass, like the flower of the field. Here one day, gone the next. And uh, there are a lot of folk who know Damar Hamlin real well who are reflecting on that right now. So let me just let me just share one more thing with you here. It's from the ninth chapter of the Gospel of John before I get out of here. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Now, this is a passage That most of you TV preachers are never, 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 never going to touch. They're never going to touch it. Because they don't want you to believe that God can be glorified in our weaknesses. It's in the Bible. More than one place. We carry around this treasure and jars of clay. Broke consistence. But God's glorified. Those TV preachers, I I could name some names. They don't ever want you thinking that stuff because they're fake. They just want your money. But that's not what I was planning on talking about because I digressed before I got to the fourth verse. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day Night is coming when no one can work. And he said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And then he went ahead and healed the man of his blindness. And God was glorified. But the thing I remembered was that verse, John 9, 4. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no man, when no one can work. And Of course, he was talking about something very specific to a situation there, right? To a situation there 2,000 years ago, right? But there's got to be a broader application, right? You know, um, history doesn't necessarily repeat, but it sure does rhyme. So consider that, and uh, try to make the most of each day. Tell, tell the people that you love that you love them. So I wasn't planning on being emotional. But. Uh, DeMar Hamlin's family lost him Monday night. He was dead on that field. And between the CPR. And the defibrillator. Somehow by the grace of God. They brought him back. But it's very Unusual. it's very unusual to do CPR for over nine minutes. Um, and there have been injuries on football fields from time immemorial. And it's just kind of like part of the drill and you just deal with it. Right. You just deal with it. And, um, you have a concussion protocol or you have a little tent on the sideline that, you know, they can deal with whatever it is. You know, a guy sprains his ankle or whatever it is, whatever it is. So that's something that um, people in college football and and (laughs) definitely NFL, they're used to it. They used to it. This was different. You had uh, big old football players openly sobbing because they knew that he was dead. and some of the sports reporters are talking about how they took a knee. They didn't take a knee. They were praying. There praying for their friend. And the Lord was gracious and answered their prayer and so he's he's still around. 24 years old. Look, can can we just talk here for a second? If you saw the hit where he tackled T. Higgins, and you know just a little bit about football, and you know they got chest protection, all this kind of stuff, and you saw he got up from the tackle, and was adjusting the chin strap on his helmet or whatever before he collapsed. You know they're lying to you, right? About the hit being the reason that his heart stopped. You know they're lying to you, right? And you know why they're lying to you, right? Like Stu Peter said and played it in the last episode, when 5 billion people on this earth figure out what what has been done to them, there's not going to be any place for those who did it to hide I'm just I believe we're eventually going to have Nuremberg type trials and uh if you don't really know much about that there's a movie that will blow your mind and it's based on a true story and um, uh, It's on TCM every once in a while. But uh, if you don't want to wait, you can get it. um, I'm sure it's either on Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu or Roku. or I don't know how to work all this stuff. My wife does. But. There's a reason they lied to us and they told us that ivermectin is horse-paced and it's dangerous and it doesn't work. There's a reason they lied to us. Follow the money and follow what they believe. They believe in Malthusianism. They believe that 8 billion people on this earth is way too many. And they believe that we'd be a lot better off with about 500 million. And they don't care how we get there and how fast we get there. So pray for our country, pray for our world. And uh, I appreciate y'all listening to me for a while. Every once in a while I get kind of wound up. I don't really know how to do much in this life, but I know how to do this. And I'm thankful for the opportunity that God has given to me to do this. And so I look forward to it every time. You've been listening to Episode 315 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X. And that's the way it is. Thursday, January 5th, 2023.